Oh, the glories of live radio. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840KXNT. Minor difficulties uh, here in the What's Right studios in beautiful downtown Las Vegas. Um, Ash, today, big news that Michael Avenatti, he's uh, got his, what is his now, his eighth criminal case. Yeah, I I think it's third one. This is uh, in this is the case. Uh, by the way, Avenatti being the lawyer that represented Stormy Daniels, he was a huge anti-Trump guy. Uh, kind of made his his big splash out there as 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 the guy that was going to challenge Trump. And if you remember, he he ran amok in the circuit of of public opinion and and did all the talk shows and everything. And I think the View, the ladies of the View, loved on him and MSNBC, CNN. They all loved on him. There was talk of him even running for president. I remember this. Yeah, I remember. And, and and lo and behold, it turned out almost everything was a sham. His office across the street from uh, Fashion Island in Newport Beach, if you're familiar where this is a shopping center, high-end shopping center, with some very, very expensive office real estate around it, uh, he rented this beautiful office for thirty, forty thousand a month, whatever it was. Was way behind on his rent. Uh, had uh, had creditors after him. Was stealing client money. This is what lawyers do when they run out of money. They find other people's money to run out of. So he ran out of uh, Stormy Daniels' money. Uh, took her money flat out. Was charged criminally for it. Is now going to trial. And up until today. He had had a a a, a, a defense attorney, a um, uh, a public defender, a federal public defender, represent him in that case, and that that defender, uh, I guess, was not asking the questions that he, Michael Avenatti, wanted him to ask. So he he filed a motion with the judge to represent him in pro per himself in pro per, which means represent himself as an attorney. Ash. Should you ever, as a person, represent yourself, whether you're a great attorney or not? No, absolutely not. Why not? You know, the the nice thing about it is you need to separate yourself. And part of it, and you don't always know. Like, look, I'm a personal injury lawyer. I know how to handle personal injury cases. But if I got into a car accident, the last thing I want to do is be representing myself. I need someone to advocate on my behalf. I need someone to be able to speak for me and also uh, distance myself from the, the incident. And so there's so many things that when you're wrapped up in it, and you're tied to it, you ignore or you miss and you're you're blinded by familiarity with it. And so um, but if it's not a personal injury case, I definitely don't go, oh, I'm a lawyer. I can figure I'm smart enough. I can figure this out. No. Trust someone that has spent their whole life in this area of law to do it for me. That's what they're there for. So one thing a lot of people don't know is Avenatti actually is a I think this is the sad thing about the whole thing. He's actually a very good litigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, I knew him before this, all this craziness came about, and he always had a rep, you know, a reputation of being tenacious, and of being, you know, a, yeah, being good in, in the courtroom. So I could see him sitting there, and he's got a public defender. Now, some public defenders are very, very good. Yes, but typically you know, public defenders that are really good 
end up going into private practice because you just, you know, you make, that's where you make the money. So he's looking at his public defender. He's going, you're not asking the right questions. You're not going uh, with this case in the direction that I want with my defense. And so he goes, I'm going to do it myself. And there's a, you know, there's a joke in this business, right? That you as a, a lawyer, you're, you're going to be your, you know, your, your own worst client. Um, and that I, I think will bear true here because I, I, he already represented himself once in New York city in the Nike extortion case. He got a big mm -hmm. conviction on that big guilty and I, I, I foresee the same happening here. Yeah, I, this is just a bad move. And it's one of those things where attorneys are sometimes their own worst enemy. They think they know the best, the, the brightest way to go about it. And they don't take the advice of anyone else. They don't play well with others. And, and this is an example where I think Avenatti is also, you know, I think he's trying, it's his ego at play. And he's like, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose and do it my way. You know, he had a, today apparently in court, he had his, the, the prosecution put on his uh, office manager. And this is a, a, a lady that I get with intimately involved with the running of the practice. Her name is Judy Rainier. And she apparently overheard Avenatti boasting about how he's going to take down Donald Trump. So he heard all of that. But here's the part that I think that the prosecution is where, where they're going with it really is She's testifying to how broke the law firm was, how it was it, they were desperately trying to stay afloat, that they had very, very low cash flow, and that Avenatti would ask her multiple times a day what their balance was <laughs> in their account. Oof. Here's a rule of thumb, right? If if you and and I think there are a lot of people listening right now who've who've worked for a law firm, been in a law firm, know a lawyer. And if that lawyer is asking what their account balance is several times <laughs> in a given day, there's a problem. Yeah. And I bring this up in the context of Tom Girardi. There's a lot of developments there. Tom Girardi being another California attorney, big cautionary tale, right? He has, his wife was a fixture for many years, still is on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. As a general rule, it is a bad idea for lawyers uh, to have their significant others be on the Real Housewives franchise uh, because it's a precedence for this. Tom Girardi did not set a good one. Um, he's now accused of losing millions, tens of millions of dollars of client money and it's losing, I mean, stealing it. Uh, and, and again, all to fund lifestyle. And it's a similar, actually a similar situation to Avenatti because mm -hmm. Avenatti had the jet. He was flying everywhere, all fancy. He was living in a big house and the same with Tom Girardi. He had two airplanes. He had a big, you know, he had a big house and, 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 you know, it's one thing if you're, if you're earning that money fair and square, it's entirely another matter when you, when, when you have a few bad months, all of a sudden it starts to compound on you. A lot of people don't realize, you know, trial lawyers, I say this, you know, we, we have this experience, you know, you'll have a big case come through, you get, you get paid and then you may go some time without getting paid and, you have to have tremendous personal discipline.
You really do, especially with a lot of trial lawyers. Their verdicts come in and they get a great result, but then it sits up on appeal and they can't touch anything. So, yeah, and this is another the, – the Tom Girardi, I think, is more fascinating because he was such a well-known, well-respected lawyer nationwide that he truly could bully his way out of uh, state bar investigations. And that's the most – disheartening thing where the California State Bar was going after little mom and pop lawyers who were making innocent mistakes, you know, innocent. Well, maybe not innocent, but certainly the scale. Yes. The scale of them was minuscule compared to this. Yeah. And and Tom Girardi is getting investigation, claim, complaint, 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 and it's all going away. This is happening, by the way. I'm allegedly, or I should say this, I suspect that to that this happens here in Nevada too, uh, and and one thing, I gotta be careful about what I say. <laughs> um, well, I'll put it this way: I, I you know, so I've been here now. We started our firm two and a half years ago. We've been here about three years. Uh, we moved here from California, so you know that's our story. I am. And I've said this before. I am just surprised by the level of shady business that goes on in las vegas it's um there's shady business everywhere i'm just telling you we we take it to the next level the legal profession is no um you know i there's a lot of great people here in town there's a few bad apples we talked about one guy actually the other day that we that the rj was reporting on that he you know stole client money and then he he threatened his ex-wife and all sorts of stuff he's getting disbarred in in that situation the state bar is doing everything right but I know of examples, and you know it, people who are not following the rules. They get a pass, they get a pass, they get a pass. In California, Tom Girardi and even Avenatti got passes because they were darlings of the establishment. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, the state bar there uh, in California, run by a bunch of liberals, by a bunch of establishment people. Mm-hmm. I know this. I know who yep. they are. And – they, you know, Tom Girardi gave a tremendous amount of money to the Democratic Party in California. So did Avenatti. Mm-hmm. And they got a pass because they supported the attorney general. They supported the governor. Mm-hmm. They had all these political connections. And by the way, these politicians have not come out yet to say that they would return this money. I know. And that is, that's the frustrating thing because they received money that in fact. It's probably client money. Was stolen from their clients. Yeah. So. Uh, all this alleged, of course, but but now Avenatti getting convicted left and right. So uh, feeling fairly confident that this information is more or less accurate. We will follow this closely. Again, we're commenting on this as lawyers. And and as lawyers will tell you, it's very difficult to run a business by the rules, play fair, do the right thing, you know, and compete against people who are who are flagrantly violating uh, not just laws, but also also ethical, um, you know, boundaries. So this is. Uh, this is what we do, and and it's um, when it happens, we'll call it out and address it. Okay. Is there any follow up on the monkey crash from yesterday? As a matter of fact, there is big monkey crash in Pennsylvania. Well, the monkey wasn't driving; the monkeys were passengers in the back. <laughs> Hundred of them in cages. Very sad. We feel, as an official position here of the What's Right program, that we feel bad for the monkeys. We do. Uh, but uh, that aside, there was a crash. These things happen. What doesn't often happen is that four of the monkeys escape. Three were recaptured. One is still on the loose. 
We'll bring you an update when we return. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT. Sam and Ash Injury Law has been named the official injury attorneys of the Henderson Silver Knights. Sam and Ash Injury Law, they care, they help, you win. 702-820-1234 or SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. You're listening to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Ash and I are your personal injury patriots here (laughs) every day from 2 to 3 p.m. Every weekday, I should say. On the weekends, we take the weekend off. I hope you allow that. If you miss any portion of the program, you can go to iTunes. You can go to Spotify. Look up What's Right by Sam and Ash or with Sam and Ash, I should say. And uh, and find us there. Subscribe, download, and listen at your convenience. Uh, following up on yesterday's news out of Pennsylvania. By the way, the town where it happened is Danville, yeah, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Ash, you've been there. I spent a lot of time in Danville, actually. How come? So I, I was in college at a nearby town, and I tore my ACL, and I needed a surgery, and the best uh, facility was actually out in Danville. It was a huge medical center, and so I would go there once a month for my, my routine checkup. So I know the streets of Danville very well. The mean streets of Danville now, <laughs> of course, being taken over by at least one monkey escapee. Uh, this after a big rig collided with a dump truck. The big rig was carrying a cargo of 100 monkeys, which qualifies, I think, for um, the, is it, I don't know if it's a metric system or the standard <laughs> system, barrel full of monkeys. So that's one it's barrel. A, it's a unit of measurement. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, yesterday we told you about <laughs> some crazy woman who stops at the scene of the accident. It's like, I can't. She stuck I can't her finger. Do, yeah, she, I can't even do this with a straight face. So, <laughs> Stops at the scene of the accident. It's like, oh, kitty cats. <laughs> They're cat. <laughs> oh, nice kitty, kitty. And puts her puts her hand in one of the one of the cages. It was not a kitty. It was a monkey destined for a lab in Missouri. The woman reported uh, being very nervous about potential exposure to diseases. Well, the monkey hissed at her, and that's yeah. when she realized. Well, I, at 5.50 this morning, I emailed a Daily <laughs> Mail uh, article to Ashley. That's true. Uh, with an update on this. Ash? Yeah, so uh, she is very nervous. <laughs> Uh, she has symptoms. She was she's doing the antiviral drugs and treatment to prevent rabies. Uh, what is she? She has some just pink eye. Oh, yeah. She's got pink eye and a cough uh, as a result of the hist macaque monkey. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so I don't uh, know. Macaque, I think. I don't know what it, exactly how to pronounce it. But yeah, macaque. So it, she's pink eye. The monkey, there is no word whether the monkey was masked and vaxxed, but probably not. Oh and I, 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 again, I, now does she have a case? This is what I, we always, because people no. will, by the way, people call us, but I love the, the kind of questions we get. Some yep. of them, you know, obviously serious. Sometimes people will, will drop a few jokes on us. Um, does she have a case? No. Why not? She reached into the cage. It was an attractive nuisance. No, Sammy. I respect what you're trying to do here, but no. Nope. 
Yeah, look, there's an assumption of the risk, right? If she was driving behind the accident, stopped her vehicle, and one of the monkeys jumped in her open window and bit her, okay, sure, there was no risk assumed, but she literally, her quote is, what a day, I tried to help out in an accident and was told there were cats in the crates, so I went over to pet them, only to find out it's monkeys. She's changing her story. She's changing her story. Well, that's not Yesterday, good. the story was not that she th- was told they were monkeys. She said she thought they were monkeys. Oh. I heard the interview with her. See, this is what happens. This you gotta... was her on Facebook. Oh, uh, fake yeah. news. And she's monitoring symptoms of rabies and monkey herpes virus B. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I think this, so is, this is a client that you don't want. This She's, is the this is the stuff Darwin Awards are made out of. Yeah. Emphasis on the evolutionary Darwin. nature of Darwin. All right. Where do we go from? This? Oh, one thing I know where we can go. Uh, we can follow up on yesterday's show again. Uh, TMZ is now reporting that Adele's show was postponed over disputes regarding production and not COVID. Um, so I think that's something that we hear locally on the streets through our good friend Scott Robin at Vital Vegas. He started sniffing that out, and we were talking about it yesterday, that Adele's tear- tearful apology about canceling her tour, uh, her residency here, or postponing it, was actually not COVID-related, despite what she tried to spin it to be. Uh, this is fascinating. I, I heard something about, or I read something about a pond or a lake that was supposed to have been built for her on stage and she got out there and was like oh this lake is not big enough (laughs) and 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 i loved ash what you said yesterday on the program about garth yeah oh one of yeah because you said it was just garth on stage just garth and his guitar and people went bananas it was phenomenal. I wasn't even, like, I'm not a huge Garth fan. I am now. That's how great that show was. Uh, he walked out on stage, simple black curtain backdrop. It, he just picked up his guitar. He's in jeans, a t-shirt, and a baseball cap, and he has a microphone in front of him. And he just starts engaging with the audience. And I, I it was one of the best performances I've ever been a part of or witnessed because what, what of What kind that. of screen did he have behind him? Was it was it bigger than the one that was in there before, like Adele wanted? Yeah, I don't... What about it, the pond? Did you have a big enough pond? There, no, there's no pond. Yeah. It was... Yeah, that was one of the greatest shows. And just because of how intimate it was, it was really nice. And I think Adele's missing out here, and this is going to be a giant PR nightmare. I wouldn't be surprised if Caesars is right now calculating some cost-benefit analysis because it sounds like they were shocked that she postponed it. And so, look, there's a lot of money and investment and contracts were involved in here. And so if she has no real footing to do this, then maybe they have some recourse on her. So it could cost her some money, if not just bad press, and that's not good. Well, we here um, at the show are all about what's right. And um, and frankly, canceling on a whole bunch of people as they're mid-flight on their way to Vegas, putting our city in a bad place, putting our – all the other workers, right? Everybody – it's not just her. It's not her. It's, you know, everyone running the show, all the ushers, all the, you know, custodians, everyone involved there that now is left in the lurch. Mm-hmm. And and to, it, it, to me, a way better – move would have been to say get on social media cry your crocodile tears and say 
you know what? I, the stage isn't where I want it to be. It's life. It's COVID. It's whatever. But I am still going to perform for you if you'll have me. Yeah. And who would say no to that? And you know what? And hey. the people that say no to that, they become the the annoying people. And yep. the well, you only you only care about Adele if yep. she's got a pretty backdrop. Yeah. This was you know and and. Adele should know better. I mean, especially after all the bad PR so many musicians are going through right now. You know, you watched the tragedy with Travis Scott and him basically losing his career and fan base over this. And and I just think you're absolutely she could have done so much more with this opportunity. Said, look, I'm going to put on a show. It's not the show I desired. I'm going to give you something in return, an intimate experience with Adele. And you can buy tickets and have first come, first serve for another tour date on the back end. I know the county commission said no to the Tigers on the Strip. Uh, no Tigers, but I, you know, that truck with the 100, well, monkeys. actually 96 monkeys, uh, <laughs> three down, one on the loose. 96 monkeys could have been a compelling backdrop for Adele. Um, dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. I mean, and what was some of the diseases? Monkey herpes? Come on, it's Vegas. I mean, we've seen worse. So, you It'll know. It'll stay here. Apparently. It'll stay here. <laughs> She should have just performed. Yep. Just performed. Owned the it. The show must go on. That's actually the way it works. All right. Excellent. Uh, I think we have to have a take a quick break. Did you hear the latest attack on Joe Rogan? There's another Speaking one. Speaking of singers who are divas, there's an attack on Joe Rogan oh. now. Oh, Joe Rogan being the third person in my marriage. I love talking about him. We'll be back when we come back. The Kamala Harris statement. We'll be back when we come back. What's right? Sam and Ash, News Talk 840 KXNT. Alan Stock here. I'm a veteran radio broadcaster here in the Las Vegas area for over 22 years. What's Right with Sam and Ash is a show to listen to, something to not miss. Every weekday live for one hour starting at 2 p.m. right here on AMA 40 KXNT. You can also get more of Sam and Ash, my legal team, on my Vegas Today show every Tuesday morning at 8.30. So stay tuned in because you deserve what's right. And welcome back to What's Right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT. Yes, you are in the right place for a live and local show right here in beautiful, sunny Las Vegas, where it is sunny even when it is cold outside. Uh, yeah, we're talking uh, today. Well, we had a lot of talk about monkeys in the last half of the program. And as a consequence, we had a listener send us a photo of uh, himself getting bitten by a monkey, the actual moment. It's a live photo uh, taken of him getting bitten by It looks pretty painful. It looks very painful. What I like is that he's smiling at first. He's like, oh, cute monkey. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> great. Chomp. And then, and then that moment right there. Hold on. Ah, see, look at that. I know. Look at his, look no. that he's making. And I don't. He's going, oh my God, is this how I get herpes? <laughs> <laughs> it's monkey herpes, uh, which is, I guess different uh, than the regular kind. Not sure. At any rate, I think we all think people, a lot of people think that monkeys are just these cute, innocent creatures, um, but they're not. So if, if you are, if you do approach the scene of an accident where uh, perhaps some monkeys have come unstowed, uh, do not, do not go, oh, look at the kittens. <laughs> look at the kittens. She's now British. Uh, she's not British. She's from Pennsylvania. Uh, you you lived in Pennsylvania. You tell me what's what's their accent like? 
I, you know, they don't really have one. They say they, you, they say use and use. yins. Uh, what does yin mean? It yins. It's if you're on if you're from Pittsburgh, you say yins, and then if you're from, instead of you instead of use. Hey, use guys. What are you doing? Oh, so hey, yins guys. Yeah, that's that's Pittsburgh. Yes, and then use is a very like coal country, um, more Philadelphia style. Philadelphia, like the cream cheese. Yes, or the cheesesteak. Ah. Or the Liberty Bell, all of those great things. Wonderful. And you spent, what, two, three years there? Three. Three. Yeah. Winners, too? Yeah, no, I had to be there during winter because I played basketball. And so uh, that was a fall, it was a winter sport. So I was always on campus. And it was actually kind of nice because everyone else goes home for winter break and the only teams on campus were the winter sports. And so it was really just basketball. And so we had the place to ourselves, but it was cold, snowy, it was treacherous. I learned a lot about driving in the snow. Uh, I learned about black ice. It was, it was tough, touch and go for a lot of it. And that was early on in iPhone, Sam. That's one of my favorite iPhone stories is, it was before everyone had the little touch sensitive gloves that you could actually use your iPhone while still wearing gloves. They didn't have those yet. And mm-hmm. so it was so cold, someone would call me, and if I didn't, it was always, is it worth answering to take off my gloves or not? Because it was so cold. And so what I just started doing was putting my phone to my nose to, <laughs> to swipe to answer the phone call. So, well, it, I think there's only seven years between us, but I, I still, re- I had a flip phone. No, wait a minute, in college? I didn't even have a flip phone. Flip, phone, flip phones in, when I was in college were like, the cat's meow. The razor. The razor. The iPhone came out in two thousand seven. Yep, that's right when I moved to Pennsylvania. Oh wow! Well, you you kids, you had all the newfangled stuff. Uphill both ways. Yeah. So Adele, we established that she has perhaps had a little bit of a uh, diva moment. Yep. When it comes to postponing her shows at Caesars. Uh, putting off a lot of our guests that were on their way to see her in concert for that first show. Literally canceled as many of them were mid-flight. Now we have word that Neil Young has demanded that Spotify remove his music over false information about COVID being spouted by that evil, evil podcaster. What's his name? Joe Rogan. That guy. Uh I don't think he's going to get anywhere. He's got a contract with Spotify to have his music up. He can't just yank it unless there's an ability for him to immediately move his music out. I don't think he can just yank it one day to the next. Yeah, I don't know what those contracts look like at all. But if you're right, if there is a contract and it has no, he has no leverage, he can just not renew it. Uh, There's likely something, though, that lets him pull it, I would guess. I don't know. But I really, I'm, I'm, Balling. I have no you th- idea. You think that a company like Spotify gives the ability for these artists to pull their music in any given moment? Yeah, I, maybe a podcast. As long as they're not paid for by Spotify to have their album, like I think. Sp- I think they are. I mean, there's well, but like royalty, isn't they it? They are like, absolutely right, right, right. So it's it would just be like you've been paid up till today, and so you're done, and so no more future payments. Yeah, I think. I think that creates an enormous amount of volatility for the company that just a company like Spotify has to have 
they're they have a subscriber model right they have uh, they have people who are either a listening user model then they, those they they ad serve to and then they have a subscriber base that provides them direct revenue mm -hmm. but they're they're very much into having stability across that so if somebody's listening to a certain kind of music they can't just have artists up and leave on a whim oh it's up to the record company apparently well, there you go. That makes more sense. So, the record label would have, so yeah. it really doesn't matter what his letter says. That, and this goes, and this reminds me of the whole issue with Taylor Swift. Some guy came in and swooped up and bought her masters out from under her, and they never, the label never gave her a chance. And it was this, it was that Scooter Braun, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think Neil Young should be able to, do you think he's being foolish, or what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think he's. Uh, <sighs> It's his mu if 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 it belong if his music belongs to him, okay, mm -hmm. then and if he's within his rights, I I just I believe in private property rights, mm -hmm. I, and I believe in people being allowed to be idiots. But I but I first and foremost believe in private property rights. So if he owns his music and he contractually wouldn't be you know breaking or violating an agreement by pulling it, then it's within his rights to do so. But what do I think of him as a human being based on this? I think the substance of his protest is idiotic. I think Joe Rogan having on a leading mRNA scientist who's had a hand in de developing mRNA-based vaccines, who now has reservations about them, I think hearing from that person is newsworthy. And hearing what they have to say is good is important uh so and, and certainly not grounds to throw a hissy fit over so i think it's virtue signaling i think and i think it just falls in line with covid uh just just overall this this covid derangement syndrome of people doing wacky things uh that that in in order to to, to or no just because out of fear of covid or out of outrage over covid or all this stuff that's been generated by a lot of, uh, frankly, a lot of misinformation on the other side of people that are pushing different cures and different mitigation measures. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, that this is actually one of those things where, did Neil Young ever consider who else is spitting uh, misinformation or false truths or whatever on podcasts other than Joe Rogan? Or is it just, oh, this guy's famous and he has 11 million, 11 million listeners, and so he's my problem? You never thought to think of all the other podcasts that exist out there? Yeah, like that, ours. Yeah. Why isn't he saying, damn it, I, you know, I, if Sam and Ash aren't immediately yeah. taken off air, uh, then yeah. I'm pulling my, I'm pulling my, uh, my catalog. And the, my last thought on it is, look, he, uh, you're right. It's property. And if he has the right to pull it by all means, but it, it makes me think he's not a really just a true businessman because I th always think back to Michael Jordan and everyone got on to Michael Jordan about not supporting Democrats back when he was in his heyday. And his famous quote was, look, Republicans buy sneakers too. And so Michael Jordan specifically avoided politics and making any political stance because he just wanted people to from all sides of the aisle to just buy his shoes and make him more money. So that's why I see it with Neil Young. He's just putting politics ahead of his business. Well, I, you know, I, I, I think that this overall, though, that people are reacting on both sides now to COVID irrationally. 
I, I think it started with the extreme mitigation people, the people that wanted to wrap us all up in bubble wrap and hide us away for two years, uh, put our kids in school. You've got the teacher we talked about on Alan Stock this morning, the teacher that taped a mask to a student's face uh, and the teacher, you know, said, yeah, said, oh, I just didn't mean anything, any malice, you know, I didn't mean that. Yeah, you, you assaulted a child, you idiot. Well, and then we talked about the teacher a few weeks ago who vaccinated one of their students without any consent from the yeah. parent. Like, so, you know, two, two for two in assault and battery land, uh, all in the name of doing the right thing for COVID. Okay, uh, saw this video yesterday. This is on the libs of TikTok. This is a, a, a TikTok account actually worth looking at. I'm not on TikTok, but it does cycle through to Instagram and to Twitter where people repost it. And when we tell you what happened in this video, your, your skin's going to crawl. Uh, just abhorrent. And again, all done in the name of being on the right side of the COVID argument. Well, guess what? Maybe you're not on the right side of the COVID argument. Maybe it doesn't even matter because you're just a despicable human being. You thought of that? Yeah. You don't want to miss this. When we come back, what's right with Sam and Ash, News Talk 840, KXNT. Monkey crash update. There's still one monkey unaccounted for, but we're asking that no one attempt to look for or capture the animal. This from Troopers Andrea Palachik and Laura Lesher in Pennsylvania. Thank goodness we live in Vegas, right, Ash? Yes. What's right with Sam and Ash here on News Talk 840 KXNT? It's not often that we say, look, things are crazier over there and not <laughs> here at home. Uh, but I feel like lately the crazy's been out of state. It has. It's, uh, been, it's given us a okay break. It. <laughs> it's given <laughs> yes. us a break. Uh, okay. Speaking of crazy out of state, this did not look like it had happened in, in Las Vegas. I don't know where this video was filmed, but it was a um, an African-American man was in an elevator. He was not wearing a mask. Uh, then these two uh, older white women, fully masked, one of them gloved. I love when they have gloves on. That's when you know that they are really bananas. So wearing gloves, start yelling at him because he's not wearing a mask. And he's like, look, 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 hey, I'm out of here in a second. Don't, you know, don't mind me. Video has some profanity in it. Not going to play it for you here. Uh, but basically, you know, says uh, holds up his hands and and she begins. One of the women begin hitting him with her cell phone. And as she's hitting him, Ash with her cell phone, she's screaming at him. They both are yelling at him. Black lives matter. Wow. Wow. I I'm I. I I mean, so again, let me reframe this. Yeah. Two white women are hitting a black man, yelling at him, Black Lives Matter. I, 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 I mean, and all in the name of, by the way, in the, because they think that they are in a righteous position because they are, and by the way, can you get your dog to stop barking? I can't. He is out of control. This is Rocky in the background, uh, good boy CEO, and it's live radio. This is what happens. So, um, no, really, it's it's unbelievable what these two women do. And it's literally witnessing an assault on camera. And then they're yelling, uh, you know, a BLM chant as if to what? Like, 
I, I don't know, virtue signal that they are exempt from <laughs> or somehow I, are able to bypass, I don't know, the law can, and, and common decency? Yeah, I'm not sure how chanting Black Lives Matter while assaulting someone helps. A person uh, of color. Does it, uh, yeah. is that like, look, look, I can do this because I know your cause. I, I So ridiculous. But the other thing is I'm watching this video and she starts pulling her own mask down. That's The whole thing was about the guy not wearing a mask. And while she's let me pull my mask down so you can properly understand me yelling at you about you not wearing your mask. Oh, man. These people have lost their minds. So many. That's the saddest, saddest part about this whole COVID nonsense. So many people have lost it in both directions. I think there's no one exempt. I mean, the, the only people that are exempt from that are the ones that are staying in the middle and they're being reasonable and they're going, look, everyone's gone crazy. They're either absolutely mask maniacs or vaccine maniacs, or they're totally in the, in the like weeds about, I can't get them to stop. I'm sorry. I can't. Um, so no, they've, I, uh, they've lost their mind in the sense that they, they don't even respect other people wanting to wash their hands or just social distance or anything like that. So um, that's the one thing I would say on it. But are you ready for a Sammy on the spot? I am. I am. Okay. So here is what the, the headline is. Hong Kong pets leave country on private jets amid COVID fears. I'm about to send one pet on the leg back to Hong Kong. But um, so essentially what it is, is there's a bunch of people in Hong Kong that are scared to death about COVID. And so they're fleeing, but they don't want to go without their their Fido or their hamster or their their precious pet that they love so much. So chartering planes has gone in a 700 percent increase out of Hong Kong. And it's all because there's a huge uptick in flights with people wanting to take their pets. Well, yeah, uh, I can see that. Hong Kong, by the way, uh, have you been? No. One of the most uh, fascinating and, to me, tragic places in the world because, of course, it was uh, nothing. It was a it was a crappy little port uh, when it was uh, leased, a long-term lease by the British, and ultimately in the 90s, uh, turned back over to communist China, uh, which, you know, is, is a matter, is, a, is a, I think, a little controversial in and of itself. Um, but a fabulously wealthy city. I'm not surprised at all that there are people that have means to, to do something like this um, and to spend this kind of money. But, I mean, I think if you're a billionaire and you love your pet, you know, what's What's a hundred thousand dollars to charter a flight for your pet? It's it's nothing. It's like, yeah, you know, when you take Rocky on on Southwest, what do you pay for him? Ninety five dollars. It's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. Uh, I'm not one of these people that looks at 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 um, at others with extravagant means and 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 is jealous. I don't. I, I don't. In fact, I think it's it's fabulous. You know, I. It sounds nice. Would would love to be them, but. Or their dog. Or their dog. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not, but I'm not in the um, in in the in the least bit surprised by this. I also think a lot of times, uh, people, it's very difficult traveling internationally with pets on airlines. Mm -hmm. So if you have the means to charter a plane, you know, you, you you're gonna and, and want to fly with your dog can't be separated from your dog. Well, then you know this is your your only option. Yeah, they, it says that I agree with you. They say they've chartered 
They're jets for dogs, cats, hamsters, and rabbits. Forget business people. The target audience now has four legs. Rabbits. <sighs> Crazy. I, you know this. We have a friend who's in the charter business. Mm-hmm. And you know, occasionally we'd hear some pretty great airplane, private jet charter. Yes. And he would, he's told us some great stories over the years. Fabulous stories. Uh, some of which we can't repeat because he's under NDA. But there was a very famous actor that everyone would recognize. Um, uh, Brad Pitt, I think it rhymes with. <laughs> um, an actor with, that they, they apparently flew a dog to Europe where they were filming. Uh, on a on a golf stream and cost them don't quote me on the number but it cost like 200 grand yeah probably and but to somebody who's got 50 million dollars 100 million 200 whatever however much money they have you know if the kids are like i miss the dog get the dog here get the dog there now and they're not going to put the dog in a crate and send it you know lufthansa over you know United Airlines and dog comes out, you know, laying dead in the bottom of its crate. Like, you know, it can happen. So they're going to fly down on a PJ. I make, don't you know. get any, Rocky just showed up for this uh, segment. And after his behavior, I don't want him to get any great ideas. I'm not going to send you to Hong Kong, Rocky, and I'm not chartering a jet for you to go to and from Vegas. So uh, that's that. All right. So if there's any takeaways from the show, don't be a COVID idiot. Okay. Yes, you think maybe that the end-all, be-all answer is that everybody have four shots and be wearing three masks. It doesn't mean that somebody who isn't vaccinated or somebody that isn't wearing a mask is your despicable moral enemy. Right. You, you need, we need to start treating each other all, of each, all again as human beings. That's one takeaway. If you see a monkey in a crate, uh, don't pet it. You might end up with monkey herpes. And finally, don't be your own attorney. Don't be your own attorney. Hire a professional. Don't try to do it yourself. Don't even don't not even if you're a really good lawyer. By the way, over the years we've represented quite a few attorneys. Yep. Who are business attorneys? You know, medical attorneys. Whatever they do, they don't understand what we do. Mm-hmm. And when they get injured, they've called us. So you know, it's it's and same thing. You know, we, if when we have business issues, we don't try to do it ourselves right we have a business attorney it, it, it's just it makes us don't do it yourself not with the monkey and not with the law all right Easy. i think that's it those are pro tips all right you're listening to what's right with sam and ash news talk 840 kxnt we'll be back tomorrow 2 p.m in the meantime spotify itunes that's where you find us if you miss any portion of the program see you later